Welcome back to the Wannabe Hunting Podcast. This is your host, Amos Medford. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. This is a special Friday edition of the Wannabe Hunting Podcast, and we're glad to have Mr. Nate Zeller with us from Blue Cord Outdoors. Nate was fun to talk to. Uh, him and his uh, crew with Blue Cord have a great time, and they have been knocking down the bucks this week in Kentucky. So you're going to want to listen and hear what he has to say about uh, hunting, and it's going to be one that you'll enjoy. So thanks so much for the support. Thanks so much for listening. Jump on iTunes. Leave us a review if you're enjoying everything. Check us out on Instagram. Really appreciate it. Let's jump into this episode with Nate Zeller of Blue Cord Outdoors. You said you're up in uh, Tennessee working. Are you close enough where you're going to be able to check anything in Kentucky? Where y'all be hunting? Or you're just um, this trip? Well, uh, I found out about this job middle of this past spring and uh when i the first opportunity i could i was gonna try to hop on it and i did because i knew it was only about an hour and a half away from the ranch that we go hunt in in kentucky nice um yeah yeah and uh after last hunting season um i've been going there for two years and after last hunting season coming up empty i i went ahead and booked uh I booked a, a couple trips at the same ranch this, for this season. And I knew I was going to want to be on this project to be closer and, and more convenient for us. And uh, unfortunately, the way the ranch is set up, um, I have not been able to go as far as, uh, you know, do some preseason scouting. But um, we, we know a couple guys and, and the landowner is right. usually uh usually sends us you know some trail cam photos and and things of that nature so okay that's cool and, so you got a little bit of help kind of going in yeah yeah between that and you know we've hunted it two years in a row now and we pretty much know the land and the only thing you know we're going blind in at is is the you know the patterns the summer deer patterns and all that but it just makes yeah. it more fun it makes it more challenging and we'll uh We'll go from there when we get there, bud. Yeah, man, sounds good. Let's uh, let's just back up just a just a little bit, and you kind of tell me how you got into hunting, and you know, kind of what got you into this point. All right, so um, yeah, I'm I'm Nate Zeller. Uh, I was um, born down in Clearwater, Florida, mm-hmm. and we my family. Uh, we had about three and a half to four acres up in north central Florida. And we used to go up there. We call it camp. We used to go up there every weekend. My dad, my uncles, everybody. There's five or six people. They were all in a, you know, in a uh, hunting club up there. Right. And, um, you know, as far as back as I could remember, uh, I remember seeing them guys run around a camouflage and hanging deer up and, and you know just having a good time and and i remember my dad telling me and my mom's got pictures of it somewhere i'd just from seeing them do it i'd be in the corner you know of the living room with a clothes hanger drawing it back like it was a bow and 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 it's just so far back now that i i, I can't remember this but my dad told me that he said 
But I used to beg them to go hunting, beg them to go hunting. Well, you know, uh, down in Florida, they have banana spiders. Well, mm-hmm. he said, he said I would beg him to go hunting. The first time, he was like, all right, come on. We would, we'd go ride around the woods or whatever, and we got out of the truck at one of his stands. We went to go walk in the woods, and he said, I didn't make it 10 feet seeing one of them spiders, and I ran back to the truck. <laughs> and then uh, I remember riding. So we instead of doing that, you know, we, we went riding around, and he had a 22 in the truck. And he would, he'd go right around and we'd, we'd, you know, shoot at pond birds or whatever. Mm. And, uh, he shot at like five or six of them missed. Now he, I was begging him to shoot one and he finally was like, all right, here, you know, shoot one. Right. And, uh, I shot and, it, and, it, and hit it right in the head. And, uh, yeah, I was, I, I think I was in a kindergarten, you know, and, <laughs> So I was all I was ecstatic, and uh, we got back to the, we got back to camp a couple hours later, and it was his it was his buddy's brand new 22, and they sighted it in. He he said the gun was like 18 inches high and a foot to the right, <laughs> <laughs> and I and I had hit this pond bird, but ever since then, man, I was I was stuck on on just killing stuff. You know, it was it was an awesome feeling. You know, just the excitement that Dad had for me from killing it, and and that's that's really the first memory i have of you know actual killing something and uh yeah man and and that's that's where it all started man yeah that's an awesome story i mean i'm with you i remember drawing back on some uh some hangers in my time and uh that type thing but that's pretty cool to to uh you know just get out there some animals and you know you were able to actually actually connect even though the rifle was way off <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's what gets me you know he like i said he had missed five or six of them and and here i come i i mean the the bird's head i mean wasn't as big as you know your two fingers put together and i, I hit it at like 50 yards and come to find out the rifle was off by two foot that's awesome Luck of the draw. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I ain't got that lucky sense, let's just say that. Yeah, I hear you there. You like some of that luck now, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, since then, you know, what is maybe a memorable or favorite hunting story that you have? That's a pretty good one to start off on. But, you know, is there a, um, whether it's a really good deer or turkey or something in between, is there one that, you know, stands out to you? I think it would have to be, uh, man, that's, that's a, that is a good question. Um, you know, I thought about when, when you sent me that, I, I, th- I thought about that hard and it, and it really, first one that come to mind, obviously was my, my first deer. Right. Uh, but then, you know, you got my biggest buck. <sighs> I would have to say that the story would be better on my first deer. Okay. Um, I was, I was, uh, eight years old and my dad finally was to the point where, uh, he would hunt, you know, just out of sight of me to give me that, I guess that independence. He wanted me to be able to do it on my own. 
So he'd right. put me, he would put me, you know, I'd, of course, I'd been through the hunter safety course and all this, but he had put me in a stand with a 12 gauge one night. And, uh, you know, he said, he put me up just, he'd reach me up as high as he could with a climber and tell me to sit right here. So I would only be, you know, six and a half, seven foot off the ground. Right. And, uh, where I couldn't, you know, I was too high to get down, but high enough to where I can hunt and see. Mm-hmm. So he'd, he'd go just out of sight down the road and, and I hunted. Well, the very first hunt, I, uh, I was sitting there and I'd, you know, I'd heard something to my right and, and I, I seen a glimpse of like a pack of four or five hogs and it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. You know, you listen to your dad and all your uncles and everything that, oh, I've seen all these deer. I've seen all these hogs. And, it, and you know, that the first time I ever sat there, I was like, okay, there they are. You know, it was yeah. like, this is, this is kind of easy. <laughs> well, that evening went by and they never come out to the corn pile. So we get back to the camp or whatever. And my uncle Frank, mm-hmm. he, he, was, he had to go home for a couple of days. Uh, so he... He went home and my dad told me, he said, uh, do you want to use, do you want to use the 270 or do you want to use the 12 gauge? And me at that age, I thought the 270, it was like a sniper rifle. So I was like, I want to use that thing. Oh yeah. So he's like, okay. So uncle Frank let me use his 270. So he gets me, him and my uncle dropped me off over here in this stand. He does the same thing we did the night before. Uh, puts me up in this climber just as high as he could reach it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, we'll be back. And uh, this is the first time I had ever really experienced being in the woods alone at night. Because right. the, night be- the night before, he had, beat the, he had beat the darkness to me. But here I am sitting in the dark for 30 minutes waiting for the sun to come up. And I was yeah. really contemplating on whether I like this or not at this point in my life. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but, anyways, about eight o'clock in the morning, I, I'm kind of sitting. Paint a picture. I'm kind of sitting on a on a dim on an old logging road, and the left side of the road uh, is about four to five foot foot pines. The right side of the road is like a a swampy oak thicket. Mm-hmm. So I'm facing I'm facing parallel to the road looking and if you look about 50 yards the road makes a hard turn to the left and there's corn all down the road so i look down this road and there's a doe standing there first deer i'd ever seen in the wild and i pull the rifle up i put it on the deer's shoulder and i shoot the deer the deer hightails it into the uh to the pines there and after i shoot i i look down and i go to re-rack my bullet well, the way the gun worked is the gun needed to be on, the safety needed to be off to re-rack the shell, and then you could turn the safety back on. Well, I'm sitting here trying to turn the safety back on to re-rack, but it won't let me, because I, I was always taught, you know, put the safety back on after you shoot, so I'm trying to do that, and while I look up, there's a big buck standing there, and and I'm like freaking out, and... I can't get my shell re-racked. And finally I figure it out, but I was like, I got to do this real quick because it's unsafe, you know? <laughs> like, right. So I put, the safe, I put the safety back off and try it, and it worked. 
Well, by that time, the the, the buck's gone, yeah. and I'm ups and I'm upset. I'm like, dang, I don't know what just happened. So I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there. I'm all, you know, I'm pumped up at this point. I don't even know what to do. <clears throat> so I turn to my right, and there's another deer standing there. So I'm like, okay, I pull my gun up. Pow! That deer did like a backflip and fell over. So I was like, I, at that, I, I, I lost my cool, man. I was just like, I, I went crazy, and <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. Like, I knew that deer was dead. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the other end, my, my dad and my uncle are hunting fairly close to each other, and they heard the first shot, and then they heard the second shot, and my dad looked across the, across the clear cut and seen my uncle scurrying down the tree real quick so he was like yep it's time to get down and go see what nate killed <laughs> so they so they both you know come driving up and the whole time i'm i can hear i heard him crank the truck up and i heard him start driving down that road and the whole time i'm trying to think of something to say you know and <laughs> i was they pulled up and i had tears coming out of my eyes and i was like why'd y'all drive up forward you should have pulled that thing in backwards they're like did you get one i said i think i got two <laughs> and they, they, they both, they both lost their cool man, and I basically did a crowd surf into their hands, jumping out of that climber, and uh, we went and come to find out I'd missed the first deer, and uh, and the second one was a, it was a little nubbin buck, but we didn't really care at that point. I was, I was, uh, I was, I just turned nine. That that hunt, Dad had asked me. He said, "Son, what do you want to do for?" my birthday's in january and he said what do you want to do for your birthday this year and i said i want to go hunting so mm -hmm. that was uh that was day three of my hunt on my for my birthday so wow. it was awesome it was pretty cool hey that's an awesome story that's pretty cool you know that's a little bit of everything from seeing deer and missing one and getting a chance to actually do one so that's that's fantastic yeah, and, and uh, crazy fact, uh, I, I had killed a deer every hunting season since then until last year. Wow. Yep. Man, that's crazy. I mean, that's an awesome, awesome fact, but it also kind of stinks, you know? It, it does, <laughs> and I think it has a, it has a combination of, of really only getting one full week of hunting in. It was that week I've hunted in Kentucky, and and other than that, man, we was right. we was uh, working pretty pretty steadily last year, and so I went ahead and put my time in this year so I can make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Got to get out as much as you can. That's for sure. Now, kind of fast forwarding from all that to now. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you how you got into filming hunts and kind of that side of things. I know I I asked you a question about like filming with your phone on uh, Instagram a little while back and yep. uh, stuff like that. But I know y'all have I'm sure y'all have other cameras and stuff too. You know, uh, you know, start filming your hunts and sharing everything. So uh, let's see here. It's kind of got a combination of. You know a few different things so my brother steven uh he's him and i are co-owners of, of blue court outdoors and 
uh, he actually went to school for videography. Oh, wow. So when we were younger, man, he would he just he just had these off the wall ideas. Uh, let's make a movie, and then we'd be like, okay, let's make a movie. And then me and him, my brothers and my sisters, and all my cousins and everything, we'd come together and be like, we're making a movie. And he would get he would borrow our grandparents' video camera, and we'd run around a yard and film this forty five minute movie. And and we didn't have no editing software, man. It was it was you had to record over your last recording to do your you know your your uh scene cuts and stuff so it was like we were really we were too good at this kind of stuff at the ages of eight and 12 you know what i mean yeah and we and they still got them somewhere my grandparents do but we had like 45 minute videos (laughs) like (laughs) movies with plots and and like it was just crazy anyways that's that's where that's where the video side of the things came from uh we had we had messed around once or twice one year on a fishing trip uh and he threw some things together with some background music mm-hmm. and then uh in 2018 i went on a um i went on a fishing trip in the outer banks and uh i just had my phone my iphone mm-hmm. and i filmed everything from you know backing the boat in to fishing to cleaning the fish and uh right. we come we we got back in shore or whatever and i i texted steven and i said uh you know i got some i got some footage from that outer banks trip if you want to look at it or whatever and do whatever you want to do i said uh you know it's it's a lot so i spent like the next three days emailing him you know little one minute two minute clips and and he edited this thing up and and was like i got it done and then in in the midst of all that he sends me this logo our very first logo it's like a shield with a with some antlers and a and a mahi mahi and so it just has a b a b a c and an o inside the shield and he's like he's like what do you think about this i was like that's that's pretty sweet you know and he's like uh what do you think about making a YouTube channel called Blue Cord Outdoors? And then, you know, at the time, I didn't know what the Blue Cord even meant, uh-huh. uh, which he enlightened me very quick. Um, he's in the infantry in the Army, so when 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 you graduate infantry school, you get the Blue Cord. So okay. that's that's like your that's like your badge. For being an infantryman in, in the U.S. Army. Okay. So, so that's where the name Blue Cord came from. Very cool. Uh, I said I love the idea of doing the YouTube channel. So, we did that. He he uploaded that video and and uh, at from then on, you know, we were both like trying to figure, you know, find different things out. What should we do? What should we do? So, at work. I uh, I got some permission to hunt a 300-acre soybean farm up in Virginia. I was working in Virginia at the time, mm-hmm. and and our whole first season, I actually filmed with my iPhone. Wow. And yeah, it's it's crazy. That's how you know you you had mentioned filming with your phone or whatever. Yeah. That's that's literally how I, we you know we started. Blue Court Outdoors is is filming 
We filmed for a full year with just iPhones. That's pretty cool. And he and he had like a GoPro three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, um. Let's see here. And then you know it after a couple fishing trips and um, a couple hunts there. We had family and, and friends like, hey, man, you should put that logo on a hat. Hey, man, you should put that logo on a shirt. We would buy a shirt. We'd buy a hat. That's how you're going to get your name. That's how you're going to get your name out there, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so we, lis- we listened to them. We made some shirts. We made some hats. We paid GoDaddy to start a website for us. And and that's how that's how this, the merch side and the, and the store started. And that's how our channel started. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I and just, then, you know, go ahead. I'll just started with what you had, and you know, yeah, now there that as, that as it progressed. You know? Yeah, that led to thousands of dollars worth of camera equipment, and <laughs> now here we are. Right. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And then from from YouTube and stuff. Now you can still see a lot of your stuff on YouTube, right? But y'all also have the carbon TV stuff. Yes, sir. So, uh, most of the carbon footage that you're seeing right now on carbon TV is stuff that we had already uploaded onto YouTube the past three or four seasons. So if you go to YouTube and you look us up at blue court outdoors, you're going to find basically the same content that you see on Carbon TV. It's 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 about to catch up, you know, even out as far as uh, like a time lapse type deal. Right. It's, it's it's about to even up to where all our fresh content is going to be on Carbon. We are exclusive to Carbon TV until I think March is our contract our contracts up, which means you know we can't post no new content to YouTube. But uh, all the all the content that we're uploading to Carbon right now is already on YouTube. So I gotcha. Yeah, I wasn't sure exactly how that worked. I figured it was something like that. Yeah, it's it's uh there's a fine line, you know, um, to sign a to sign a contracts and. Oh yeah. Uh, right now it's 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 pretty cool, man. After we were on YouTube for you know three years and racked up. I don't know, eighteen, nineteen thousand views on, on uh, I don't know, sixty-five videos, and we've only been on Carbon TV for about eight, eight and a half to nine months, and we're already pushing a million views. So, wow, That's Carbon awesome. TV is definitely where it's at. If anybody wants to, uh, you know, get into this type of thing, they, you know, you got to go through. A uh, application process and all that, but right. hey, man, if you're if you're if you're into this type of thing, I I highly encourage it. They're it's a good group of people over there at Carbon. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give a try filming with my phone this year. I don't think I'm ready for Carbon TV, but uh, no, that's good to know <laughs> that, that it's working out well and that you know the distribution is really obviously to the right group if you're getting that many views. Yeah, and then you know it really. It really made us think after that, you know, somebody, somebody enjoys watching us. You know what I mean? You don't rack up a million views from people not liking it. 
So yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> I can tell it's, just, it's you know, really cool to watch. watch. Yeah, what I watched on YouTube, it's like it's it's real, and y'all have fun. So you know, I I mean, I watch I watch all kinds of hunting footage, you know, or fishing or whatever, and you know, some guys just by nature are more serious, or they're talking about you know real in depth on you know tactics or whatever they're doing, and I appreciate that. But I think a lot of people like to see, you know, folks having fun because when we go hunting, it's fun. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of times, dude, you notice you don't see too many, too many hunting shows that are that are native to Florida. Exactly. A lot of them, a lot of them tactics and stuff that they use it up north or in the Midwest or you know, yeah. out, out in Texas or wherever, 90% of those tactics go out the door in Florida. You know what I mean? So it's really hard to find a group that knows how to hunt deer in Florida. And we're not the best at it, but, right. you know, we, we show, the, we stro- we show the, the struggles of it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we can, I mean, a lot of times we show you what not to do. <laughs> hey, that's helpful too. Yeah, I mean, hey, you you learn from experience, right? <laughs> yes, sir. And I mean, even me, I'm in, you know, I'm in North Florida, but I mean, you know, on the one on one of the properties that I hunt, you know, there are no ridges, there are no saddles, there are no. <laughs> Every word that you hear on, like, how to find, you know, you know, where deer will be or whatever, like, it's just a little flat piece of ground with a creek and a little swamp, you know? It's like... That's, that's, you know, part of what I was getting at. Exactly. (laughs) You look up any one of these hunting shows, they're, we don't have huge, I mean, you do have crops, but, Hmm. you know... Not like they do in the breadbasket of America up here in Kentucky. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't have rolling hills. You don't have this. You don't have that. You you can't. You you cannot worry about, you know, thermals and 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 stuff like that in Florida. So, it's it's a totally different ball game down there, man. And and that's. that's I feel like we got into it early enough to where, we might be one of them guys. You know what I mean? that can help that can help people or yeah. you know hunt with people or whatever yeah for sure and we're not really going to go like you know deep in today but that's part of what, one reason why i started the podcast is to get like some some florida guys on and talk about like how to hunt florida you know so maybe that's something in the future but you know oh yeah it is a different deal so i appreciate yep. i appreciate that <laughs> Yes, sir. It is. And, you know, that's, that's, uh, it's kind of a catch 22 to say the least, say the least, you know? Yes, sir. And that's, you know, I try, I try not to be too crazy one way or the other. You know, I believe it's probably hard to kill a mature whitetail buck anywhere, you know, but it is definitely, you know, there's not big fields with 
a hundred deer in them. Not, not where I hunt, you know. I, it's a little, <laughs> bit, little bit of a different, different situation. Yeah, the, the, I think it has a, it's got a, there's a variety of reasons for that, I believe. And, yeah. and uh, like you said, we're not going to go into a big amount, but being that Florida was underwater at one, at one time, our soil is just totally different than most of the country and we don't get the nutrients and stuff in our in our vegetation like they do up north or out west and There's no doubt about that we're basically a sand hill down there man and and yep. we got a bunch of pines and a bunch of cypress and just a bunch of i i mean i call it garbage land but <laughs> i can't really call it that because that's where i'm from but we got we got deer they're small uh but that's all rewarding to me. I don't still, really care. Still fun to hunt, and it still tastes great. I was always told if you can kill deer in Florida, you can kill deer anywhere. Yep, I believe that's probably true. <laughs> that's awesome. But I know we talked a little bit earlier. Y'all are uh, getting ready to hunt Kentucky here in about a week. Um, you know what kind of plans do you have for for this for this hunting season? Obviously, obviously hunting there. Yep. So. Um, I will be doing an early season hunt in in Kentucky. So we'll be there the opening week of Kentucky bow season, which will be September 4th through the 11th. Um, I haven't hunted this week yet up there. Um, my buddy, Cody Cannon, he's he's also one of the faces of Blue Cord. He, uh, he went there this same week last season. He was there for opening week last season, and he killed a 151 inch that weighed that weighed uh 256 pounds yes yes exactly it was it was a it, it was a behemoth of a whitetail man and that's a good one uh yeah it was it was it was great so he kind of encouraged us all to go that that week this year so instead of hunting i normally hunt the rut which is the second or the first the first week of November. Mm-hmm. But this year the the uh, the landowner kind of did made it a package deal. So we're going up uh, early season and for the rut. So I'll be up there for two weeks during both season. Um, I'll be up there from, like I said, September 4th through the 11th. And then I'll be up there November Halloween day through like November 6th. Okay. And then, uh, and then, um, also I got one of my buddies, a rifle hunt up there Thanksgiving week, and they were very kind enough to pay my way to go. Oh, wow. So my, nice. so my, my father and I will be going up there as well for a rifle hunt and on a uh, Thanksgiving week. Cool. That's so got three Kentucky trips. Yep. So that's, uh, that's for sure happening um depending on this job they're saying my my the, the project i'm on right now is supposed to end around christmas the new year pending you know depending on that uh i have a buddy that lives and works on fort rucker in alabama i'll be um i'll be over there for the rut in january for you know seven to ten days and then I got a buddy in Arkansas who, 
um, leases a bunch of land out and I'll be hunting there for seven to 10 days. Like I said, pending this job. Um, I know Steven, my brother, he, uh, he got a quota hunt in North central Florida there where we live, um, on some, uh, state land and, and he'll be, he'll be tackling that. Uh, I believe opening weekend or the second weekend of both season down there. So either the second or third week of September, he's, he's going on a four or five day hunt and he got that, he got drawn for that quota along with my dad and my uncle. So they'll have, you know, six or seven people filming a hunt down there for four or five days, which will be a pretty, pretty, pretty cool deal. It stinks. It stinks. I can't make it down there for that because that would be fun, but yeah, that's cool. We'll be, my time's coming. Yes, sir. Yeah, I didn't get drawn for any quotas this year, but I've actually, I'm like new to putting in for them. I've never actually even hunted public. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've only been hunting for a few years, but uh, that's, it's, uh, uh, that's it's, cool. a, it, it's a It's a beast, man. Florida public land is a beast. You got to. So much, so many more people are getting into hunting now down there, and and oh, yeah. these WMAs are being flooded with people from you know down south. So, oh, yeah. it's uh, if you get on one, make sure you get on one that you can hunt during the week and hunt hunt Wednesday and Thursday or whatever. Because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's when you're gonna see most of your most of your buck movement is in the middle of the week. I gotcha. Yeah, no, good advice. Speaking of, speaking of advice, I was also going to ask you, you know, what's your, what's your best advice to a new hunter? You know, whether it's, whether it's a tactic or a piece of gear that you always take or, you know, a mindset or philosophy, you know, what would you say to someone getting into it? Oh, I've never been really good at giving advice. Um, <laughs> but, you know, one thing that, you know, I wish I'd have done more of early on is is i'd say listen listen to the older guys you know let's let's not get caught up in the in the world and the days we're living in now you know and and get too tech savvy with with stuff you know and we got to you know step it back sometimes and uh you know just like i said don't don't lean so much on on the product that you see or the or you know stuff like that yeah um and a lot of that i don't know if you guys have all watched you know the hunting public or whatever but they've proven they've proven time in and time out that all the scent control stuff and 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 all that you know that 90 percent of that goes out out the door but that that also leads back to if you're hunting in florida that's not really the case down there because our bow season their bow season up there starts you know october november and it's you know 40 degrees out here our bow season opens in september in florida and it's it'll be 98 degrees yeah so i mean there's i don't know like i said man it's florida's florida's a whole beast of its own when it comes to hunting um there's a, uh, let's see here, I've, 
always always pay attention to you know every hunt there's there's details that you should take notes of every single hunt and if and if, and if you're not paying to teach if you're just going out there sitting in the tree because uh, you love it and and you're you, and you like to be out in the woods or whatever that's cool that's fine but if you're trying to become if you're trying to become a better hunter you got to take mental notes and you got to you know you if you're not learning something every time you go to the woods then you're doing it wrong you know right so if you're trying to be a successful hunter make sure that you pay attention to you know the way the wind directions make sure you pay attention to the moon phases make sure you pay attention to why this deer made this movement or how the deer act and and what times they're moving through certain you know just pay attention to everything and that and that'll ultimately make you into a, a successful hunter yeah no i appreciate what you said there because um you know i'm not against like you know some type some level of scent control you know yeah you know, not using tide or whatever on your foot. yeah um, yeah that's even that's cover true or whatever but yep it's like you said there's a bunch of old fellas who killed a bunch of big deer and i've killed you know one doe <laughs> And, yep. you know, they didn't even wear camo or whatever, you know, I mean. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I hunted one of <laughs> one of my cousins, like from upstate New York. We used to hunt with a mountain Mallory swamp. There's it's a WMA right there by the house. And right. uh, he would literally, you know, I'd, I'd lug all this gear in and I'd throw my climber on a tree. I'd climb up the tree and he would literally go in there with a thermos full of coffee, a red flannel with a bright orange vest. And he would sit on a log and kill all these bucks. And I'll see, you know, I'll see a doe here and there. And it's just like, he's he's, he's smoking cigarettes. He's drinking coffee. He's got the brightest, you know, the brightest clothing on I've ever seen. And I'm camouflaged head to toe with a face mask and face paint and sprayed down. And never dream of smoking out of a tree stand. Yeah. And... That should, you know, it just goes to show you there's, there's, there's a reason for that, you know, and if you find what that reason is, then you'll be, it doesn't matter what you wear, but I would yeah. definitely, I would definitely not recommend washing your hunting clothes in Tide. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a bad idea for a lot of reasons, but, uh, but yeah, I like that. You know, I'm, I mean, I like products and everything and I mean like you're doing a show and I don't know that y'all have any sponsors or whatnot, or if you do or don't, but nope. against, you know, recommending products or, you know, especially if you're doing something like that where, you know, you need to sell time or whatever, but, you know, <laughs> it can go kind of crazy towards like, you know, I've got Onyx on my phone, I've got a thousand dollars worth of camo on, I've got two thousand dollars in my bow and string and arrows and all this, and yep. You know, I don't see a thing because I don't know how to hunt, and I'm <laughs> I'm making right. noise and I'm walking in wrong and I'm hunting the wrong wind and everything else in the book. Yep, <laughs> exactly, man. And everything's got its advantages and disadvantages. And I I remember, you know, that's the reason I said, you know, it's all links back together, man. Learn by you know, learn by experience and listen to the wise because. I got caught up in the mess. That's that's how I, you know, that's why I said that. I, yeah. I was the one buying all the, all the, you know, high end camouflage and the scent lock and the and the, 
you know, I still bathe in the set and the set control stuff. I'll still do that. I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do, obviously. To, I'll take it, every advantage I can get. But yeah. I've, you know, I've, I've killed, I've killed deer wearing that $300 outfit. And then I'll turn around and I'll kill deer wearing a cut off shirt. So it don't. <laughs> It don't even, I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but depending on where you're at and how you hunt, I don't yeah. think it's got, it doesn't, just don't believe everything you hear as far as, right. you know, don't, put it this way, don't think you cannot kill deer with the, with the cheaper Walmart stuff. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Don't think you need all this high-end, high-tech stuff. You don't. You really don't. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And like I said, you know, if you have money for the fanciest stuff or whatever, like I'm not hate, but I'm just saying, oh no, you know, I got a pot, I got a closet full of that stuff. <laughs> I yeah. still use it, you know, but I'm just you don't need it. Yeah, I just think it's awesome to, especially for like somebody getting into hunting. You know, they're already looking at, you know, whatever they pay for their license, or especially if they go out of state. And, travel and this and that and then it's like on top of that i need you know thousands of dollars worth of stuff and, you know it's yep. a barrier for people i'm afraid so yeah so that's that would be my advice to a man is, is cool. you know don't get lost in the noise take her back a step yeah that's cool man hey i'm i'm gonna let you go here in a minute but i'm i'm trying to work in a new segment it's a okay. rapid fire segment a rapid fire segment. Okay. I got. I need a. I need a sponsor for that. Speaking of, but. <laughs> okay. You know, I think. I think you'll do all right. Okay. I just got a few questions for you with like a quick answer. All right. All right. Here we go. Hunting or fishing? Hunting. Deer or turkey? Deer. Gun or bow? Bow. A morning sit or an afternoon sit? Oh, morning for the run, afternoon, uh, early season. Gotcha. Hunt at home or a destination? Destination. Christmas or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Coffee or energy drink? Uh, coffee. <laughs> all right, that's all I got for you, man. I I appreciate you coming on today. Where can everybody uh? You know, find you online or social media or whatnot. All right. Well, you can find us all at Blue Court Outdoors on uh, most platforms. We're on Instagram, Facebook. Like I said, our YouTube is kind of inactive right now for the meantime, but we still have content on there. You can find all our freshest content and all our and all our latest and greatest on Carbon TV. Thanks again so much for jumping in today and listening to the Wannabe Hunting Podcast. If you're like me, you're just always wanting to be hunting. And uh, so it's nice to talk about it and, uh, you know, get some pointers and stuff from folks who are having success out there. Again, those guys with Blue Cord are absolutely killing it. So really appreciate uh, Nate coming on. Um, caught up with them last week right before they were heading to Kentucky. So it was pretty awesome to see them uh getting the job done, you know, after talking to them about uh, what they were hoping to do. So that was awesome. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks so much for the support. Hope you learned something today. Hope you remember to honor God, work hard, and always keep hunting.